Bookman, the Can You Fantasy Football Podcast. Your hosts, Cody and Al. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And we are thankful for all of you, all of the listeners that continue to support the show just by simply listening, following us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever it is that you listen to the podcast. Be sure to click on that follow button or subscribe to the show on there so you can see when we have a new show like today's show. Hopefully you are already following and get that notification. Otherwise, we try to post on our social media, let you know that we we went live. But uh, today is Wednesday, November 24th, but it is it is going to be hot into the night here. Al. By the time we're done with this episode, it's going to be Thanksgiving. Oh, absolutely. You know, this is one of my favorite holidays of the year. You get to watch football, eat a lot of good food. Hey, and the bonus is you don't got to go to work on a Thursday. So I'm looking forward to it. Al gets thirsty Thursday. He gets his football and then he gets to add a food coma on top of all this. So it's a good day. Oh, yeah. One one of the best. (laughs) It's a good day to be alive. Uh, Let's uh, let's actually talk about this, Al. We're, we're big into watching football on Thanksgiving. I always have been. It's just been a tradition. Even before I played fantasy football, I always watched football with my grandpa. I remember watching um, the Detroit Lions, especially when, uh, you know, Megatron, as he came into the league, Matthew Stafford, baby Matthew Stafford, as he came into the league. And then even before then, uh, watching some of these games happen on, on Thanksgiving, it was... Uh, it's a fun time, and it's something that I like to, to cherish on Thanksgiving Day, and I think it's going to be a lot more fun this year. I think a lot of people will reach out. A lot of listeners will reach out to us, let us know how their matchups are going, and ask some good start-sit questions as we sit down with our families and spend some time and give thanks for everything that we're thankful for. Well, absolutely, Cody. And, on, and same for uh, myself. I've been watching Thanksgiving football since – I can remember, you know, uh, my family, uh, my mom, my dad, my brother, and myself, uh, plus Nick, he used, uh, him and his brother and mom and dad used to come over all the time for, uh, Thanksgiving. And, and that's one of the big things is my dad, he'd say, up oh, Turkey's got to be ready before noon, because I tell you what, we're watching that football game. So no, it, it's just a tradition that keeps going. And, and, uh, like I said, one of my favorite holidays of the year for that reason. So speaking of food comas, Al, what's your favorite dish on Thanksgiving day? Uh, I'm a big uh, mashed potatoes, corn, stuffing, turkey, and gravy all mixed together in one. It's kind of like a famous bowl from KFC. You know, I, I throw it all <laughs> in one and, oh, and I man. go from there. I, a lot of people call me crazy, but it's, it's one of my absolute favorite things. And, you know, my dad's notorious for cooking way too much food. So I normally eat that for like a week and a half after. So. Hey, is, is your, I don't know how this would work out. Your cousin-in-law, Tony Venditto. You remember Tony? We went to school with Tony at ICC. I remember Tony. Yeah. Great, great guy. Uh, shout out to Tony. If he ever listens to something so ridiculous. Um, he, him and I actually do a podcast for work. We're both, I, well, many of the listeners know Al and I are both engineers. Um, Tony also went to school with us and Tony and I actually work together. We, we run a podcast for work and we are talking about 
Thanksgiving meals. And, it, you know, you talked about the famous bowl. We talked about doing a leftover pizza the next day, taking pie crust, and then literally just a, a mash of every food, every leftover that you have, and just go for it. Just fill it up, put it in the oven, heat it up, take it out, send us a picture, let us know how it looks. Hey, I'd be in on that. See, I, uh, I love stuff like that. You know, like I said, people call me crazy, but it's the only way to go. My favorite dish is the green bean casserole. It is so good. And I never used to like it. Like, I shouldn't say that. Never used to love it. It used to just be one of those things. You just take a little bit of, you know, you got to take a scoop of everything. Got to make all the cooks feel good about themselves. Even if you, even if it doesn't look the greatest, you'd want to take a little small scoop, put it on your plate, eat that quick, and then chase it with some mashed potatoes. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's me. I love, I love me some green bean casserole. I, I could eat a whole plate of that on Thanksgiving day. You know, you, you ever just looked at something that somebody brought on Thanksgiving when you have a, a bunch of families get together and you're just like, no way am I eating that. But like you say, you know, you have to, you have to take some and pretty soon you're going, wow, that was really good. And then the next thing you know, it's all gone. You're like, oh man, I screwed up. I should have took way more of that. Yeah. I, you know, tying this back into fantasy football, I feel like Elijah Moore and Darnell Mooney are, are those guys. Like they're my green bean casserole that I, I wish I would have had more of them. And I tried to get as much as I could, but I could still, I still have room for more. Yeah. Those, those are the green bean casserole guys right there. Well, that's not the case for me because I basically have Darnell Mooney in, in every league, but the keeper league, I believe. So I'm happy I got your, your green bean casserole, Cody, because from the sounds of it, it's pretty good. <laughs> it is. It is good. Uh, yeah, we got a big, big day ahead of us, not only with food, but we have uh, a lot of football. So let's, let's chat a little bit about the, the day here. Let's look at just the Thanksgiving day games. And let's go over a couple of different things. So one, once we get into it too, I had told our listeners, Nick had said that I get a, a case of spotted cow. If I could get eight out of the 12 running backs, correct. Um, for the top 12 from last week, week 11. And I will give you the results of that shortly. But we want to know who, who wins the turkey leg, Al. Tell us about the history of the turkey leg. As far as the history goes, you know, I, I can't go too far back and how it all started. But basically, you know, they, they picked the old MVP of the game. Uh, I, I believe it's offensive and defensive side of the ball. And, uh, you know, they, they get to take a big old bite out of the turkey leg. So it, it's kind of a cool tradition and, and everybody wants a piece of it. So it. It's really interesting to watch those guys really, really duke it out on, on Thanksgiving. It is a lot of fun. And the Detroit lions, I can't help to think of the Detroit lions and the Dallas Cowboys. When I think of Thanksgiving day, that those two teams have, at least from what I can remember, they always play. Um, I, I want to say this just for our listeners. I pulled it up because Al didn't have it in front of him. That's okay. The Turkey leg award goes to the most valuable player on Thanksgiving day. It started out just for fun in 1989. They gave the first one to Reggie white. He's playing for the Philadelphia Eagles and they beat Dallas 27 to zero. And he, 
dug into that turkey leg. So back in 89 is when this thing started, and we're going strong here in 21. Hey, for everybody that's listening, you never know when you're going to be playing trivia. That could be on there. <laughs> there you go. First ever turkey leg award went to Reggie White in 89. All right. So who do you think is going to win the turkey leg, Al, in our first matchup of the day? So we have the Chicago Bears taking on the Detroit Lions, the winless Detroit Lions at 1130 a.m. Central time. I'm going to make a bold call here. And I know just about everybody that's listening might have an idea where I'm going with this, but I'm going to come out and say that the Detroit Motor City Kitties get their first win of the year on the legs of DeAndre Swift. Prime time of all prime time, right? Besides the Super Bowl, everybody watches football on Thanksgiving. Oh, absolutely. You know, this is going to be a big game. Uh, Andy Dalton is starting for Chicago, which, in my opinion, gives them a better chance than when Fields is in there. Um, And Dalton didn't look bad last week, hucking the ball out to uh, Darnell Mooney, guy we just got done talking about. Um, But DeAndre Swift has been running the ball like a madman as of late. And I think that this continues even against the Bears defense. And I I think they rely heavily on him. He catches a few balls and and rushes for over 100 yards and, and hopefully two scores. And he he's the first guy that gets to bite in the old turkey leg on Thanksgiving Day. I love it. Uh, I think that if they can find a way to get it done, DeAndre Swift has been fantastic this year. I think David Montgomery has a pretty good day. I don't think Goff or Dalton bite into a turkey leg tomorrow. Um, or today for the listeners listening to this episode today. TJ Hawkinson... He's, I think he's a dark horse, but uh, I'm going. I'm going to chalk it up here, Al. I mean, you didn't even pick your own guy here, but I truly think Darnell Mooney could be biting into a turkey leg because Allen Robinson's out again, and he has looked fantastic in his last two games. And he he put up three catches, 41 yards, and a touchdown through the air, and then he had one rushing attempt for 15 yards and a touchdown. So he had two touchdowns, one through the air, one on the ground against Pittsburgh in week nine, had to buy in week 10, played against the Baltimore Ravens in week 11, had 16 targets with Allen Robinson out and playing with Andy Dalton for a good chunk of that game. Now he gets Andy Dalton for a full game. No Allen Robinson again, by the looks of it. He had five catches for 16 or out of 16 targets, 121 yards and a touchdown. All he needs is to have two, three big plays tomorrow, Al, and he's going to have the first bite of the turkey leg. I like the call, Cody, you know, and and I hope so. I have him going in every league except for one. So I I hope you're right. I'm just going with the Motor City Kitties, baby. The Motor City Kitties. Oh, boy, it's going to be a rough morning for one of those two teams. Um, so here we go. Next game, we have the Raiders five and five Las Vegas Raiders against the seven and three. How about them Cowboys? Who do you have Al at three 30, the afternoon game here? Who do you have biting into a Turkey Lake? 
this is going to be a, a little bit of a, an, another kind of, I'm going to go a different way here. And I'm going to say that it's going to be Zeke and Tony Pollard. I think that, you know, if CD lamb is out, Amari Cooper's already out. They're going to get nice and close and like do one of those, uh, lady in the tramp biting they, into a... They might, yeah. they might, but I, I think they're going Are they to that lean, close. They could be, but I, I think they're going to lean heavily on that run. And, you know, Dallas has kind of been doing it all year where Pollard gets a, a good chunk of the carries and the, the Vegas, uh, running defense here is not the greatest. So look for that running game to be heavily involved. And I think both those running backs get in the end zone this week. You know, CD lamb is officially questionable for this one. I'm going to, uh, we don't, we don't have our injury expert, Nick here today to give you the injury report. So be sure for our listeners out there, if you, if you want to know about a player and you can't find news on them, let us know. And Nick can pull up the latest and greatest news on any player you're concerned about. CD lamb had a concussion and he is officially listed as questionable now for to the, the game against the Raiders. The uh, optimism is there. He hasn't missed a step on a short week, said coach Mike McCarthy. And just as we discussed on Monday, if he is able to keep progressing through, we see him as available for the game. This is directly from the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. So a lot of back and forth all week, but I do think that there is a good chance, good chance that CD Lamb plays. I do not think, however, that CD Lamb is the one that's going to be biting into a turkey leg. I think that Dak Prescott absolutely balls out in this game after, after really stinking it up against the Kansas City Chiefs when he was called upon. I think he blows up against the Raiders and ends up fighting into a turkey leg quarterback for the win. Don't mind the call, Cody. I don't mind the call at all because there's a huge possibility. So, so far you have the Motor City Kitties winning. I have Chicago winning. Do you have Dallas beating the Raiders in this one? Well, have you ever seen a a guy get a turkey leg that is on the losing (laughs) team? That I actually don't know. I'm sure there has been. So I don't. I, I don't think so. I don't think that's how this this works. I mean, you could. Yeah, I don't. That's tough. I mean, can can you score three or four touchdowns? Could you moss them for three or four touchdowns and still lose a game? Yeah, you probably could, but they're they're going to take the winning team every time. Sure. Okay. All right. Well, next up. We have the final game of the day. We have the evening game, 7.20 start time, central time. The Buffalo Bills, the struggling Buffalo Bills at 6-4, and four, taking on the struggling New Orleans Saints at 5-5. Five and five. So we have the one of, one of the best quarterbacks in all of football, Josh Allen, taking on one of the worst quarterbacks in all of football, Trevor Simeon. Where do you land with this one stefan Diggs. all right that's quick i mean he he's a big time player that wants all the attention he comes to play when the spotlight's out there look for him to get in the end zone a couple times eight nine catches 120 yards 
I, I think he gets the last bite of the night. I'm looking for a dark horse here. And it's really tough to argue with that. The only other options I could see in this one is that if New Orleans some, somehow comes out and... It'll be a defensive player then. Uh, maybe. 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 You know what? I'm just going to say... I'm going to come out and say it. That in this game, it's going to be a defensive player that is MVP that bites into a turkey leg for the end of the, the, end of the, the day. Oh, come on. Go dark horse and, and, grab, and uh, grab Tyler Bass. <laughs> you know what uh it might come down to it go ahead I'll, I'll take the kicker as a as a backup so a backup plan i got the defense <laughs> or a kicker oh people are gonna love me defense or a kicker in this one here we go boys locked and loaded bills by 20 <laughs> well, Trend. if it's bills by three <laughs> then Tyler Bass is going to be the the dog. Uh, yeah, that I mean that's that's a pretty good wrap on Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Day for our Turkey Day. Um, what uh, what do you got going on here, Al, with the the rest of the week as far as a forecast for our listeners? I know you like to take a a peek, take a look into Sunday. You know, if you want, to, you want to look at Sunday night, Monday night games, Cleveland, Baltimore on Sunday night, and then you got Seattle and Washington on Monday night. Not not impressed with the Sunday night, Monday night games. Those are those are pretty weak. Um, but you know, looking forward into the week, there's actually a lot of a lot of games that I would personally think would be high scoring. Now, you know, we do this every week, like last week. Oh, the Chiefs and the Cowboys, you know, that's going to be a fun game to watch. And really, it comes down to it was terrible. Um, but, you know, you got a Tampa Bay team that's lost two in a row versus uh, Indianapolis Colts team that's that's been on a roll as of late. That's going to be a fun game to watch. You know, I, I believe I, I believe Tampa Bay is number one against the run. And the Colts are number one with the run. That's going to be a big time matchup. That's going to be a fun game to watch. Um, then we have the Rams who've been struggling as of late versus the Green Bay Packers. Look for that to be a high scoring game. Stafford versus Rodgers. Hey, how, how many years now have those two been duking it out in the NFC North? Now they get to play each other again, but Stafford is way more equipped than ever before. So that game, I, I see that game, uh, game being very, very high scoring. A lot of fantasy implications there. Daily fantasy, watch out in that one. Uh, no, another big time game, Vikings versus the 49ers. And now I, I'm not being a homer, but this game outside of fantasy football has a lot to do with the playoff picture. Both these teams are sitting at five and five. The Vikings are currently at six. And I believe you said last night, the Niners were at seven. Now the, the winner of this game stays in the playoff picture. The other one gets bumped out. You really got to watch this game in terms of where things are going to go for the rest of the season. Uh, and one more game that I, I kind of want to highlight here because 
it's it's going to be kind of interesting with the Chargers and Denver. Herbert had a big week last week, and Denver's been playing well as of late. Now, that game normally is a good game to watch. So look out for Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, those guys to try to tear up the Chargers uh, secondary and look for Austin Eckler to keep it going. Those are all great calls here, Alan. I agree with just about every point you made. I wanted to highlight one of the stats you threw out there. Indianapolis is the number one team against the run. So Indianapolis is actually the number one team against the run. And Tampa Bay has now dropped to number six. Oh, really? Yeah. Thank you for looking that up. I mean, I, I was under the impression that Tampa Bay, I mean, they're still, you know, in, in, in the top 10. So, I mean, that that's still going to be a good matchup. It will indeed. Um, I actually want to take a, a peek since we're here. Cody, know- well, but I'm going to cut you off because I, I did forget a game. In yeah, here. I, I, I'm still looking. I mean, th- this week is a lot better than the last week's and I, I'm not used to having this many good games to go through, but Hey, we got, we got a heck of a divisional matchup here against Pittsburgh. Who's been pretty hot as of late and Cincinnati, you know, those two teams hate each other. So again, another good divisional matchup. I'm a sucker for divisional matchups. Really am. That's going to be a a good game to watch as well. You see a lot more intensity in those games. At least that, that is my perspective. When I, when I throw on the lens and I start watching that game and it's a divisional matchup, especially when the teams are competitive, you know, you got above 500 teams here um, that are going head to head. Those are the types of games that I want to watch. If they're all, even if they're outside of my own territory of the, of the NFC North, I want to watch those games because those are fun, hard hitting games, classic old school football in some of them as well. One thing I wanted to mention now when you were cutting me off, which is fine. The Buffalo bills were up there. They were within the top three, you know, just about every week in stopping the run of the opposing running backs for fantasy purposes. And they've dropped down to the number eight spot now after absolutely getting torched by Jonathan Taylor. And I'm wondering in this game, do you foresee something happening where the bills actually get torched by Mark Ingram? If he's healthy, you know, I don't, if Kamara was there, I would say potentially, but I just don't think Mark Ingram has the ability of Jonathan Taylor to all of a sudden burst for an 80 yard run or 75 yard run. Um, you know, Taylor is just a freak and coming into the season to touch on Taylor a little bit, because I actually, I, I follow this page on Facebook and they, they talk about, you know, what happened in a draft and where guys are now. And I seen about six or seven different people post articles about buyer beware on Jonathan Taylor to begin the season. And I'll look at him. He's the only running back on the same page. I, I looked at a uh, leader for MVP in the NFL and Jonathan Taylor is the only running back in the talks out of the top 10. So, you know, Jonathan Taylor is a guy that is for real. 
I mean, he's been proven that he, he came on the, the end of last season and, you know, he had a couple bad weeks to begin the season, but he didn't miss much of a beat. I mean, he's rolling. It, it wasn't just last game, you know, to, to propel him to be the number one running back right now. He is, he's had a couple good weeks like that where he's put up, you know, big points, 25, 30 point games. So I just don't see Mark Ingram doing that, but that new Orleans team is so bad. They might have to run the ball a, a ton. So it, it's tough to say. It could happen. I, I'm just throwing it out there that it could happen for those who have Mark Ingram. Be sure to check in on that. I know he missed some practice time this week. Nick would be here to tell us the expert opinion on what had happened there, but I know he was dealing with a, I think it was a knee injury and has been limited or missed practice the last couple of days. I know he was limited today, Wednesday, and there's uh, a chance good. I think a good chance that he plays. If he doesn't, uh, Tony Jones, is that his name? Tony Jones is uh, going to get the start there. So yeah, that's the guy. Yep. So keep it, keep an eye on that one. You got Tony Jones or Mark Ingram fire either of them up. If you are in need of some running back help, but it is uh real quick, Al, it is a time to be thankful. That is for sure. And I want to be thankful for the wide receiver class of 2021. We had a very good wide receiver class last year and we were, we were all, uh, I think we were all surprised a little bit by how, how good Justin Jefferson, CD lamb, and even at times, Jerry, Judy, how, how great some of these wide receivers were last year. I know there are other names that I'm not mentioning this year. We have Jamar chase, Devonte Smith, Jalen Waddle, Elijah Moore has come onto the scene, Rashad Bateman, Kadarius, Tony at times. I, I just, I love when the draft can translate into immediate impact for people in the fantasy football community, because it, it just, it livens up the draft time. You know, a lot of people in, you know, as far as back as I can remember, Al, I never used to get super excited about the NFL draft. The rookies didn't make that big of an impact from what I could remember, maybe one or two here and there. And mostly running backs and mostly running backs. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, you, you actually, there are a lot of statistics on, Oh, it's the second or third year breakout for wide receivers. That's when they really break out. That's when you can expect, you know, it's a little bit of a hold and got to figure out what you get all these, get out of these players after two or three years, you're seeing it right out of the gates, the last year and this year, I'm thankful for that. I, I really am because it, it changes the game. It changes the landscape and it, it gets me more excited for dynasty and rookie drafts. And even in redrafts, like taking guys like Devonte Smith, Jalen Waddle, Jamar chase. I mean, I was looking back at some of my redrafts Al, and or uh, my keeper league drafts. Jamar chase went in like the eighth round or seventh round in one of my keeper drafts. And I'm just thinking to myself, why, why didn't I take him? I actually took T Higgins in like round six over someone like Jamar chase who went one or two rounds later. These are the types of players that you got to start looking at moving forward and seeing, seeing if this is a trend moving forward and, and uh, going you in know, on some rookie wide receivers, you know, Cody, you and I actually, we, we had a really good discussion. Um, Actually, right before we put out our very first episode, 
on rookie receivers in redraft. And if I remember right, we were talking about Calvin Johnson. All right. Not Calvin Ridley, like last night when I uh, <laughs> made a mistake. I got but your back. We, yeah, you do. And we were talking about Calvin Johnson and his rookie year. We were comparing Jamar Chase to him. And then, you know, we were kind of throwing out, th- threw out the name Jerry Judy. Um, and really, you know, you, you look at a guy like Calvin Johnson and you go, you know, he came into the league and had a, a huge season his rookie year. Well, we look back and, and he really didn't, you know, and, and he's one of the most fun receivers to watch and nobody will ever forget his name, you know, triple covered, still coming down with balls, you know, even guys like Deandre Hopkins, you know, they, they all come into the league and they put up mediocre numbers the first season. And I think a lot of people are, are stuck on that, that, you know, it does take a year to get, acclimated to the all the corners being great you know all these guys in college you're going up against guys that don't make the pros you know they're still good but they're not they're not shut down corners everywhere you go and you know now with all these college coaches running nfl systems it's making them more game ready right out of the bat and you know they're running professional routes they're not just going you know oh let's let's run a let's run a fly route you know, they're not just running down the field and blowing by these guys. They're actually running good routes. And I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. And to, to highlight your point, Al, Calvin Johnson in his rookie season in 2007 had 48 receptions on 93 targets, 756 yards and four touchdowns. That's all he had. He had four rushes, 52 yards and a touchdown as well. So he had five total touchdowns in that rookie season, 756 yards receiving. In his second year in the NFL in 2008, he had 78 receptions on 150 targets in his second season. And he had 1,331 yards. So, I mean, he was within like a game and a half, probably a game of doubling his rookie season total in yardage. And he had 12 touchdowns. That That is, you, you look at the trends, and we, we actually talked about Julio Jones, same thing. You and I actually, we discussed this with Julio Jones and Jerry Judy. We were comparing them one for one. And Julio Jones has a very similar stat line as uh, Jerry Judy does for his rookie season. Now, you put somebody, you put a, a competent quarterback you know, I'm not not to take anything away from Teddy Two Gloves. Love Teddy Bridgewater. But you put someone elite, truly elite in that offense, like Aaron Rodgers, I will say. Like, I'm not a Green Bay fan, but I will say if Aaron Rodgers, there's a lot of rumors about him going there. I think if he went there this year, totally different story. I think Jerry Judy uh, has a totally different fantasy outlook than he does right now. So... Oh, absolutely. You know, I still think, you know, and I love JJ, you know, we're, we're Vikings fans. You can't, you know, you, you, you gotta love that guy, but I still think that Jerry Judy is the best receiver in that draft class. I truly think that, you know, I mean, look at CD lamb. He he's got great options all, all the way around him. He's got Cooper Gallup. Uh, they, they always have a tight end. They have Zeke. 
and you know, they have Dak. I mean, that that's not a bad offense to be in coming in as a rookie. Jefferson has Thielen. He's got cook, you know, he, he's got an offense where, you know, they're, they're going to throw him the ball. They need him, but there's other options to take targets away. Now you go to Denver and yeah, they, they have a decent core there. You know, they have Sutton, they got Tim Patrick, they got Melvin Gordon, but they're missing that quarterback, like you said. And if he had somebody competent, I truly believe that Jerry Judy would outperform those two. And now for our listeners, I'm going to tell you what Al's not saying. Al is not saying that Jerry Judy is the best fantasy player out of these three. He is truly saying that Jerry, he thinks that Jerry Judy is the best football player, the best wide receiver of these three. Now, for fantasy football, this is a good time to hit the pause button. Am I, am I correct in saying that, Al? Yes. Okay. And, and the reason why I'm saying that is because his pure talent is, to me, better than those two, which both those two are great receivers. I'm not taking anything away from them. What I'm saying is, fantasy-wise, he's number three on that list. In terms of talent, I believe he's number one. Yep. A- absolutely. And, and that's what I was going to get to is that, for fantasy football, you have there's a there's an equation. There really is an equation. We're engineers, we love equations. Talent plus or I haven't decided this one. Is it is it plus or is it multiplied by opportunity equals fantasy football production? Because it truly matters. You, you, you gotta you go need plus. to have the opportunity. You, you you gotta go plus. Okay. So we're not magnitudes higher. For someone who has more opportunity, we're just we're just a few notches up from the next the next guy. So that is that is the equation, though. You have no, to let's have... let's go multiply. I like the magnitude thing. I, right. That that fits a lot better. All right, we'll go multiply. So talent times opportunity equals fantasy football production. It, it truly it truly is a, a thing. David Montgomery, many people wrote him off. They were like, this guy is garbage. He's not a good football player. They, uh, fantasy footballers, they call him David Mopportunity. I, I wanted to make sure I, I cited that source. They call him David Mopportunity at the beginning of his career because that's literally all he had in many people's opinion and eyes was this guy coming into this, this Chicago Bears team is going to get 20-plus carries a game. He has no talent. He's not even compare like you can't even compare this guy to the other guys being drafted around him. Yet someone with this amount of opportunity has risen to the top and finished as the number four running back last year. And without injury this year would probably be inside that top 12, 14 at the running back position again this year. And he continues to, to grow in his game and been proven his game and talent will eventually uh, get there and he, talent, something that can always improve opportunity is always something that can improve, but he came into the league and that equation was absolutely bolstered by the fact that he had a lot of opportunity. Jerry Judy doesn't have a lot of that opportunity right now versus what CD lamb and Justin Jefferson have. And that is why Jerry Judy is not even being talked about in the same atmosphere. Most of the time, when you hear those it, two names brought up, you know, Judy comes in and he's getting he's getting put up against every shutdown corner out there. Jefferson, you know, he he wasn't even a starter till what week three. You know, he yeah. he went, yep. he he wasn't on the field nonstop till week three. You know, he, there, there's a huge difference there. CD Lamb, 
when he came in, he was the third receiver in that receiving core. I mean, like we just said, the opportunity, that's, that's what it comes down to. And, you know, Jerry Judy going forward is going to be a guy to have. Everybody's going to know that name. Everybody already knows CD lamb. Everybody already knows Justin Jefferson. You know, those guys are getting drafted in redrafts dynasty higher than Jerry Judy. And, you know, Jerry Judy is still going high, but going forward, Jerry Judy will come on and he's going to be putting up numbers with the opportunity or not. It's just eventually going to evolve to where they find a way to get him the ball. Kind of like Devonte Adams. I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Devonte Adams in terms of fantasy, but he's the kind of player that you can do that with. Absolutely. And I'm going to take this moment, Al, to jump right into what else I'm thankful for. I am thankful for the fact that I'm getting another case of spotty cow from our friend Nick because I got eight of the 12, exactly eight of the 12 running backs correct on my top 12 list from this past week. So inside my top 12, I had called the shot on CMC, Delvin Cook, Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, Zeke, Nick Chubb, Mixon, AJ Dillon, Austin Eckler, for Leonardo Fornetti, James Robinson, and David Montgomery. Now, some of those names towards the end there, you're you probably, if you're paying attention and you're a good listener, you probably heard that AJ Dillon, Leonard, Leonardo Fornetti, uh, James Robinson, David Montgomery, those names actually did not make the top 12. So those are my four that missed the mark. AJ Dillon barely missed it. He was at number 13, but it did come down to the wire. I had told him this. I said, uh, it's going to come down to that wire on Monday night football. I had eight of the 12 correct going into Monday night football, but that still meant that Saquon Barkley needed to not do anything. And I, I got that right this week. And I had t- I talked about this in our last episode, Al, that I think David, uh, David Montgomery, that Saquon Barkley can come back to somewhat of his old form, not to his old form. I don't think he'll ever get there, but I think he's going to be okay here in the next four or five weeks because he has some juicy matchups. But outside of that, uh, we had James Conner work his way into the top 12. He had 18.4 fantasy points in a half PPR league. We had Miles Gaskin. You know, I, forget him. I can't believe that he's that's your boy. No, he is not my boy. He's the opposite. Uh, he's someone I'm not thankful for. <laughs> Got Al spit on his drink. Uh, Devontae Freeman at number 10. That was a dark horse. I was thinking about it and I was I was gonna just do it but I couldn't figure out who in the world to remove from that top 12 list that I had, but Devonte Freeman made it inside the top 12 CEH is healthy and back. And he was that number 11 this past week. And so that those are your four players that fell inside the top 12 that I did not have listed. That's a great job, Cody. You know, I mean, it, coming in to get eight out of the 12, you know, daily fantasy, you probably would have been up there if uh, you were going off your list. Yeah, Daily Fantasy, I was actually up there because I was going off my list and I started three of those top 12 running backs in my daily. But remember what I said, I had to start 
Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams a week too early. And then I started Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill in the week that they did not explode. So had I done that, I would have been okay. Speaking of which, though, Al, DFS, so our daily fantasy lovers out there, even if you're not really into daily, uh, if you're on the Yahoo app, there is a daily tab on there. I have never put any money into the daily fantasy football on the app itself, but they have free contests and they have a bunch going on for Thanksgiving. So for those of our listeners who let's say you're losing hope, losing interest because you, you know, you, you lost eight, nine games at this point, and you're looking for something to do go ahead and, and sign up for a couple of free contests. You can win some money. It's free. It doesn't cost anything for you to enter, but you can play in these contests and it gives you something to watch during the games. I've enjoyed doing that. You get a budget. You have to spend so much of this uh, fake money on each of these players that are worth various amounts of money. And it gives you something to watch. And uh, you got to pick a superstar player. So you get one and a half times the points, usually a quarterback or running back wide receiver who he thinks is going to blow up would be in there, but it's basically, you have to pick the top fantasy finisher of the game. This is just one game, uh, top fantasy finisher of the game and put him in your superstar, uh, spot and then fill out the rest of your lineup and hope that you hit and you can win some money and you can use some of that money to, to go in on some other contests, but it, it is fun. If you're looking for something to do, I just wanted to throw that idea out there. All right, Cody, before we end the show, I just want to do something a little bit different and, and give these guys, uh, all, or not guys, listeners, I apologize to the ladies listening. Guys and um, gals. Guys and gals. I, I, I want to try something a little bit different here. And uh, since this is a Thanksgiving show, I want to go back over these games. And I'm just going to pick a guy off each team, and I want you to give me an over or under. And it might be catches. It might be yardage. I don't know what it's going to be, but I want you to give me an over or under on the subject I got going here. Okay. All right. Let's play. I'm, I'm in. I'm excited. All right. First guy, first game, Chicago versus my Motor City Kitties. Mark Keys, Goodwin, 60 yards over under. Mm, Marquise Goodwin. He had a big week last week, didn't he? He did. Um, he had four grabs, 104 yards, and a touchdown. Hmm, he needs 60 yards in this one, huh? For him, that could be one catch. He's only top 60 yards once this year, and that was this last week, but that's obviously without Allen Robinson. He's come close twice, 45 yards, 50 yards. Under. I'm taking the under on this one. All right. TJ Hawkinson, five catches. Ooh, TJ Hawkinson has been up and down this year. He goosed people in week 10. He had six catches in week 11. How many catches? Five. Oh, man. Uh, he has topped five catches in every game but four. Six games. So he's 60-40 right now. Mm. He is in prime time. I'm going to take the over on that one. I'm not feeling super confident, but I, I'm going to take the over on that one. 
Not bad. You good know, line. I, Very I, good line. I, I would go. I would go the over on that one as well. But since this is my game, I don't have to choose. If it was four, if it was over under four receptions, it's a smash over. But I think you picked a really good line on that one. Hey, they they're gonna send me to Vegas here pretty quick, and that's actually <laughs> where we're at. We're we're with uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, I'm gonna go with two on the on the Raiders on this one. I'm gonna go one with Dallas. So. First one, Josh Jacobs. Okay. The guy that you just traded for in our keeper league. So you from, need him from here. you, baby. Let's you go. need him here. But you know, hey, you, you gotta remember you can't be biased here. You can't you can't go off gut feeling or not no. gut feeling. You can't go off your heart. Nope. Josh Jacobs, 85 yards on the on the ground. Not not combined, 85 yards on the ground. Under all day under. Okay. Kenyon Drake. Hey, I just want to I just want to say. I think I think you should change that line to combined total yardage because he hasn't topped 80 yards in one game on the ground this year. All right, let's go combine. Are you still on the under? Oh, he has last three weeks caught four balls, five balls, five balls, 19, 20, and 24 yards. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to take the under still. That is a good line, though. I'm, I'm going to take a little credit for that one. Total yardage, 80 yards. I'll, I'm going to take the under. I'll, I'll give it to you. Does he get in the end zone? It has been since week seven since he's gotten into the end zone. I don't think it happens against Dallas. Oof. I, I, if I put it at a point nine over under, I, I'd, I'd go over. I think he gets in. I think he does get in this week. All right. I'm, I'm with you. I'll, I'll gamble with that. I'm going to take the under on his total yardage, but I'll, I'll take the touchdown this week. All right. Now, Kenyon Drake. He's due, by the way. Jacobs is due. Yes, he is. But Kenyon Drake, five carries over or under. <laughs> look, look, look at, I'm looking at it. Look at this game log. Oh, him. man. Okay. Six, seven, eight, one, two, four, 14, four, four, five. I'll take. You just don't know what they're going to do. A John Gruden-less offense. Dumpster fire of an offense sense. <laughs> I'm going to take the under. All right. Let's go to the Cowboys. Okay. Michael Gallup. Love him. I'm, I'm going to go. I need two over-unders for you on this one. Love Michael Gallup. Eight targets. Over. You're going to go with the over on eight targets. Mari mm-hmm. Cooper's out. I'm going Mari Cooper is out. Yep. He had 10 last week. I told not. you, I told you Dak's going to ball out and it's because he's going to be able to get the ball around to more if, than CD lamb. If CD lamb plays, it helps. It's, it's going to help him. If he doesn't play, I think he's, he's still going to get the volume. So Eight. I should have went higher. I I don't know. I I, I like eight. No, no, no. I like I like the eight. I think some of our listeners out there are probably going to take the under on that one. So I like eight. It's a good good line. Don't beat yourself up. All right, then ninety yards. Now you might think this is going to be easy. Mm, No, it's not. But if he's the only receiver there, him and Dustin Schultz, and then the two running backs, ninety yards. Now put this into perspective. He has. Let's see, 80, 122 yards total on the season. He's only played three games, so he's averaging mm-hmm. about 40 yards a game. Mm-hmm. 
Ah, goodness gracious. I'm going to take, so he's going to, he's going to end up with more than eight targets. We, we didn't say catches. We said targets. He's right. Gonna with, he's going to end up with over eight targets and he's going to finish with under 90 yards. And Dak's still going to ball out, man. Oh, come on. I, I think I he will. I think, sure. I think, no, I think Dak will. And I think it's because he's going to spread the ball around. He's got Dalton Schultz. You had just mentioned this. Uh, he's got uh, Wilson. He's got CD and Gallup and he's got his running backs. I think he's going to be just fine. But if CD doesn't play. Okay. I feel, <laughs> I feel like that's, that's tough to. You to would say. not be a very good gambler down in Vegas. No, no you're right. I don't know. We'll see. I guess. I guess we will see how I. How but you, I do. you, you went, you went under. I went under. I'm writing these down too, so I'm gonna remember. Okay. Josh Allen, for the Bills. Mm-hmm. Two hundred and seventy-five passing yards. Over. I think he's gonna have to. I think he he needs to put a game together to to not only bring that fan base some uh some excitement but i think they're gonna need it to win that game against new orleans absolutely stefan diggs 120 receiving yards goodness gracious i do think he is one of those guys that that loves to be in the spotlight and you give him any opportunity to blow up and i'm sure he's been the squeaky wheel all week long asking josh allen to just feed him the ball he's only eclipsed 120 yards one time this year who cares i'm going i'm going for it, man i i just told all of our listeners about that dfs stuff i have Allen and and Diggs stacked and i think that both of them are gonna ball out so yeah uh, i think i think we're good there i'm gonna take uh i'm gonna take them all right and i'm i'm gonna go with with the last one i'm not gonna do two for the saints because the saints are Man. Very, they're 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 terrible. Blech. But I'll I'll go with your guy, Mark Ingram. Eighty yards on the ground, over. All right. If he's healthy, call. it's it's tough. I think if he's healthy, I think he does. Right. He over. he has to play. Mm-hmm. He has to play for for all these guys have to play for this to be mm-hmm. relevant. And I know this is a fan, you know fantasy show, and it's not really talking about are they going to be. You know, are they must starts or anything like that? But it, it's something a little bit different to to see what you think where they're going to be at at the end of the day. So, no, it. Uh, I like your answers. I got them written down. We're going to see how you did next week. Did you know, Al, that in? I mean, just looking back at the game from last week, did you know that Jonathan Taylor, through eleven games so far, has already eclipsed the eleven hundred yard marker and thirteen touchdowns on the ground. That, that is insane. You know, and, and whoa. Hey, if you have that pulled up, can you tell me if Derrick Henry is still second in the league in rushing? <laughs> uh, I can look to see if. Uh, yes, yes, he has. Th- this is ridiculous. It is. He, it really is. He has played eight games. We are through week 11. And he hasn't even played a full eight games. He. He got hurt in that indie game. He hasn't even played a full eight games, and he is still ranked second in standard league and has 937 rushing yards. So I don't I actually don't know if if he's second in rushing yards on the on the year, but he is for fantasy purposes, 
he has second in standard scoring, fourth in PPR. No, that, that just shows that all those teams that started off hot because of Derrick Henry, you took a huge hit because that's a guy that's that you can't replace. And those teams are going to be struggling to make the playoffs, and you're going to go through the playoffs without Derrick Henry. It is a tough loss. Um, DeAndre, oh, rushing leaders in week 11. Okay, never mind. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to look this up. Do you have any other last second, last minute over-unders for me while I grab this last bit of information? On Thanksgiving? You want, a, you want one more on Thanksgiving? No, nah, we covered Thanksgiving. Give me, give me one more, just any game this week. How about you give me, give, give me a team, give me a guy that you want to talk about. Hmm. <laughs> who, who is your, your favorite guy going into the week? No. Okay. Yeah. Well, here, here's give me one your, for give me your favorite team. Yeah, give me, give me your favorite team outside the Vikings. Sure. Maybe this, this one would, would help you. It's not necessarily my, you know, Arizona Cardinals are my second favorite team, but I'm looking at starting Darnell Mooney over Devonte Smith. T Higgins and DJ Moore in a standard league. So if you want it, I mean, DJ Moore gets the Miami dolphins who rank third against the wide receiver position for fantasy. T Higgins gets Pittsburgh who ranks the 10th. And then Devonte Smith gets the giants at middle of the pack 15th. And then uh, Darnell Moody, Darnell Mooney gets Detroit lions at 19th. All right, DJ Moore. I, I have mm-hmm. DJ Moore in a couple leagues here. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go targets with seven. His last three games, he's had seven targets. So over, under on targets for seven. Wow. Uh, I just, I think the targets will be there. I think you'll have the over, but I don't think he catches the ball more than five, six times because. Cam Newton's throwing the ball. Like the guy can't, he has the, the strangest throwing motion I've ever seen. Cause he, he just doesn't have anything left in his shoulder. I think you just answered your own question. If you're wondering if it was a bad decision or not, then. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I guess, I don't know. I mean, obviously DJ Moore comes out, scores a touchdown this last week, but outside of that touchdown, he only had five receptions on seven targets for 50 yards. And that scares me. I don't think there's, not only do I think the volume takes a hit with Cam Newton under center, but I think that his yardage will take a hit because I don't know. It's tough. They have, they have CMC to check down to. They don't need to check down to DJ Moore. All right. One more, All right. one more. And then we can uh, wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Dalvin cook. There's going to be two parts to this. Dalvin cook. Let's go. 20 carries. Over. That was an easy one. Now, 120 yards combined against a very good San Francisco front line. Mm. That is a tough line. How many times has he finished with over 120 yards this season? He's rushed for over 120 yards one, two times. Hmm. Yeah, o- only three times he's finished with over 120 yards. 
I'm going to take the over. I'll do it. I, th- I, th- I think the Vikings are getting on a roll and they're going to need to rely on their star players. And I think Dalvin Cook's one of those star players that not only has he not been getting into the end zone enough this year, he's, he hasn't stepped up to the plate and been the elite running back that everybody knows he is. So I think that they start getting into a groove and Dalvin Cook finds his way not only over the 120 yard mark, I think he scores a touchdown on this one as well. I think he's going to finish inside the top five in the fantasy football uh, on the, on the week for running back. I hope so. You know, we, we need a big win out of the Vikes here, stay in that playoff hunt and uh, continue moving forward. So I, I did look, by the way, uh, I do have the rushing leaders on the season. Jonathan Taylor had 1,122 yards. Derek Henry still is in second place with 934, sorry, 937 rushing yards. Nick Chubb, 851. Joe Mixon, 759. Delvin Cook is actually number five with 734. Wow, does that drop off? Isn't that crazy? That's unreal. Usually we don't talk about defensive players, but I, I did want to highlight the fact that Eric Kendricks is inside the top five, one of our linebackers here in Minnesota, with 103 tackles. And then we have... Miles Garrett and TJ Watt, man. Those two guys have a combined 25 and a half sacks. Obviously, two different teams, but Miles Garrett, 13 sacks in the year. TJ Watt, 12 and a half sacks on the year. That that those are some record-breaking numbers if they can continue down this this path. It's just crazy. And then Cooper Cup, real quick, for you know, going back to what everybody cares about is the offensive side of the ball for fantasy football. Cooper Cup with 1,141 yards. Debo Samuel at number two with 994. Devontae Adams, 979. Our boy Justin Jefferson, Jay Jets with 944. Tyree Kill with 932. So there you go. Derek Carr is inside the top three for uh, passing. That's interesting. 3,041 yards. You know, I, I think Cooper Cup at the end of the year is going to be the biggest surprise for everybody. You know, he, he, he is a guy that a lot of people weren't thinking highly of at the, at the beginning. I, I want to say he was averaging going like the fourth, maybe fifth round. And for him to come out and, and have the season he's having is, is just unbelievable. It's good to see. And every year we have these dark horses that you're drafted in the middle rounds and they end up exploding and being the number one at their respective positions. And I think that's really cool. All right, Al, let's, uh, let's wrap this up and wish our, our listeners a happy Thanksgiving. Huh? Yeah. And, and yeah, one, one last thing it, it's, it, it was a, a bad day the other day. Uh, Adrian Peterson gets released by the Titans, probably played in his last NFL game ever. Another legend out of the league. You know, a guy we grew up watching forever, him and Frank Gore both, you know, those you think of running backs, you think of those two guys growing up watching those guys and uh, great career. Look for him to be in the Vikings uh, ring of honor soon. Hall of Famer, uh, not, you know, another career comes to an end. Yes, and uh, it is it's good to see players like that make a comeback just to kind of bring their name back to the surface again for everybody to remember and kind of reflect back on their, their previous years, their younger years and remember how great they really were. 
But uh, we, we hope everybody has a wonderful Thanksgiving. Enjoy this time with friends and family. Reflect on some of the events, activities, the people in your lives that have made a, an impact, a positive impact on you. And uh, we, we hope that this show has brought some uh, fun times for you as well. Absolutely. And, and like Cody said, you know, I want to wish you all uh, a happy Thanksgiving you know, spend it with, with your, with your loved ones, cherish every moment. And you know what? Enjoy the day off. Enjoy what you're most thankful for. Uh, enjoy some football and always remember thirsty Thursday, even if it is a holiday, you know, just have a good time. Hope everybody tunes in next week so we can go over Cody stuff and uh, yeah, looking forward to that. So have a happy Thanksgiving watch some football, eat some good food, and uh, remember to loosen your belts after you're done eating. Just loosen mine. Thank you, Al, for that reminder. Goodbye, everybody.